What's up guys, it's the Disgruntled Sailor here. Just want to give a quick shout out to today's sponsor, Rowdy Sailors. It's a lifestyle brand for the Rowdy Sailor and all of us. It's a brand new startup clothing line uh, that's active duty owned and operated by a local Coast Guardsman. Make sure you head over to his Instagram page. His Instagram handle is at Rowdy underscore Sailors. Send him a DM, tell him the Disgruntled Sailor sent you, and he'll hook you up with his new t-shirts. They are fucking dope. They have, uh, it's a kick-ass fucking skull on the back. And you get to support a small business that's ran by one of your own. Make sure you head over to his Instagram page and check out the new Rowdy Sailors clothing brand. The views expressed on the Disgruntled Sailor podcast are exclusively our own and do not necessarily reflect the views of any member nor the view of the United States Coast Guard. Furthermore, the podcast does not have any association with nor endorsement from the Coast Guard. We're just two individuals who happen to be in the military, expressing our own personal views and opinions. So sit back, relax, crack a cold beer, unless you're underway, then next watch motherfucker. What's up everybody, welcome back to another episode, I think it's episode 66, uh, but... We have a new guest on, a uh, long-time listener, first-time caller. Uh, he goes by Dan. Now, so it's, it's, this, this is where you... Yeah. Oh, okay. So, he is, is recording outside, so all the noise and interference you hear is his fault and not mine. So, I'm, I'm hoping a jet flies overhead here in a little bit and really messes with y'all. Wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah. Um... So, we got an interesting episode today. We're gonna do some. Uh, well, we'll just we'll just save that. Let's just uh, get right fucking into it, shall we? Yeah, go ahead. All right. Uh, so first, uh, I got. So I posted on Instagram, but I got a new bottle opener, and it is a fucking Velociraptor claw, right? Yeah. As soon as you said it to me, I was like, "Is that a fucking Velociraptor claw?" Yeah. And it's it's made out of metal and it's like hefty and like like it's it weighs a fucking bit and it's it's like like the knuckle part is where the bottle opener is but I mean it's a it's a whole ass like like I keep putting it in my hand and doing the thing that the guy did in the movie like he's like fucking with people with it like like a velociraptor like I feel like a child playing with a dinosaur fang or not fang uh fuck claw there you go claw but uh oak and iron oak and iron sent that to me. Um, from Amazon, so it was pretty cool of him to do. Uh, so thank you. Um, next, uh, we got some new coins in, and uh, it is from the the Suncoast CPOA, and it is like I don't know if you guys can see. Fuck it. fucking Popeye. It's Popeye. So it's uh he's holding a coffee cup, and he's got the Chief's anchor on his forearm that's like flexed. And uh, I'll post a picture here shortly. And on the back, it's got, like, um, the Skyway Bridge. And it's got – I actually didn't notice until just now, but the feet have the pig and the rooster on the feet. Oh, that's right? cool. I didn't notice that before. And then it's got, you know, the E-78 and E-9 anchors on it. Um, and it's got, like, the American flag. And it's got a ship and a jet and a helicopter. It's pretty cool. Uh, it's a – it's a really cool coin. Um, we got we did we did get two of them, so I'll be sending you one. So, 
Nice. It's definitely one of the more unique coins I've seen. So. Yeah, it's 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 definitely in the pile of my unique shit. Um, so thank you for that. Um, I've had several people complain that they didn't get a line crossing shirt and that they didn't get a coin. And I was I was wow. told to see what the what the deal is. What do you mean? What the deal is? Okay, for one, okay, here's the deal for all you people. Uh, I mean you people as offensively as I can say it so the coins we did not expect them to sell out in under an hour couldn't couldn't predict that yeah. uh, we have kicked around around the idea of bringing coins back sometime later this year probably closer to Christmas that's a good idea uh, it hasn't it's, it's not a hundred percent confirmed or not but if we are going to bring them back that is when we'll do it. November, December time frame. And I had somebody tell me that um, they were asking about the, the the showback shirts. And they're like, that's one of the coolest showback shirts I've seen. And I didn't get one. Like, he's like, I, I didn't realize until, like, after, like, a week that they had dropped. And I didn't realize that they didn't get one. So are we doing any more showback shirts at all? Maybe if there's enough demand for it, but right now we're moving on to the realm of the Golden Dragon. And when should so that we... is going to be? I uh, you should check your Mister Miami podcast email right now because you should see what the shirt can look like in there. I sent it to you like five minutes ago. Ugh. I don't know how to. Uh, uh, how do you get? How do you get to the Gmails? Oh, uh, use your phone, loser. Ugh. All right. I don't, I'll, I'll, do you want me to send it to your other one? I'll do it later. Okay. Anyways, uh, I've been working with BP Sign Co. And we've been, you know, tweaking the image a little bit so it prints right. Uh, she just sent me a mock-up today of what it's going to look like on the shirts. And I, I think it looks pretty cool. Uh, but that's also going to be a super limited run. For one, we don't have the capital to just stack T-shirts. Yeah. <laughs> especially with all this fucking inflation going on. Yeah. So... It'll, it'll probably be roughly the same order we did last time, maybe a little less, depending on how much funds we have at the time. Whatever but. you're doing right now, Dan, is the perfect spot to stay in. The wind is getting loud. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I'm trying right, to cover so, it a little bit every once in a while. So. Why would you cover your ears? It's the microphone. Yeah, I feel like that, that creates a, <laughs> a right dome there, of dude. wind. To, huh? I'm wearing my I- <laughs> AirPods. Oh, the mic's right here, and that's not up on the computer. Oh, it's. I don't know how AirPods work. I don't. I'm poor, so. <laughs> right. But so, we're moving on to the realm of the Golden Dragon shirts. If there is enough demand and we have the money to swing it, we might bring back a smaller run of the shellback shirts. But it's not guaranteed. All right. Well, let's uh, let's get on to the topic of the day, which is. CG cool and uh, credentialing and stuff. So, uh, if you don't have the uh, outline, I have it right here, Dan. Um, uh, so, well, I don't have. Did you uh, update it any, or because I have what I sent no. you in the email? I have what I sent you, and then I write on it. That that way, it's a secret. Uh, oh. So, did you want to do CG cool, uh, military to mariner, or mill gears, or anything? Which one do you want to do first? So, well, first, uh, I mean, let's just kind of explain to, to them what credentialing is and why why it could benefit them. I mean, first off, 
like y'all been doing the last few episodes, uh, you know, you've been doing putting things out there for members to actually, you know, have more knowledge about where it could benefit them in the uh, future. You know, whether they stay in or stay out, let's, let's be honest. We're not all going to be staying in for the, the rest of our lives. And we need to be prepared for us, better for us to be, be prepared for when we get out. So you're saying my um, military pay isn't enough to live off of and I can't just exist for the rest I, of my life? It might work for you, but will it, it work for your wife? <laughs> okay. No, she, no she's going to work. She's going to work. I'm not going to work. I'm going to be so, a stay-at-home uh, trophy husband. <laughs> I can trophy believe, husband. I can, yeah. Yeah, some trophy. Uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, but, yeah, so, you know, you know, not only will, will it benefit them in their professional careers in the Coast Guard, but it's also going to benefit them in, you know, the civilian sector as well. And right now the uh, Coast Guard is willing to pay up to $4,500 uh, in addition to tuition assistance, so this has nothing to do with tuition assistance. And if you're not taking advantage of tuition assistance, you should be, uh, regardless of if you have a degree or not, because you can uh, work on a master's too uh, with tuition assistance. But uh, what CG Cool Cool does is to provide it provides uh, different credentials that you you can get. And it's up to you to find them, quest them, and then uh, uh, then go get the credentials. Uh, they will actually pay is this, for that is credentialing. This, is this like rate based, or is this like job based, or is it just like like if I want to go get like canine handler, can I like put in to do that? So if it's in any of the cool, if it's in any of the cool, if it's in the cool website, uh, whether it's CG Cool or Navy cool, any of those cools, does, then you can actually do it. Does, what cool stands for, real quick, is credentialing. That's what I was going to ask. Online. Yeah. Um, I, I can see it. And see it, it doesn't have eye. anything to do with your rate? Uh, no. So the way that they have it broken down is that you can look for it and like, look for different credentials based off your rating. Uh, or you can look at based off your ranking. Um, you don't necessarily so like, have I'd, to stay I'd probably think like, I, I, I would like, I think I, I thought it was like, oh, you're a, you're an MK and like you work on engines and you can log so many hours of engine repair is like, but you're saying it like, it doesn't, it has nothing to do with your rate whatsoever. I could just go it get can. like, it's, it can. Okay. Yeah. But it, so, it's more, so. It's, so it's what's, what the credentialing program does is it allows you to go out and find these different credentials. You can stay with If you love your job and you like doing it and you want to keep, see if you can't find more credentials to make it more uh, profitable, uh, not profitable, but uh, more of a candidate on the outside, then stick with that. You know, stay, go find your rating, find out uh, what credentials are in your rating that you can get to benefit that. Like uh, going into uh, military to Mariner, M to M, that right there, that's all the engines, uh, underway time that you get, everything like that. All that can be clocked towards your qualification of being able to get the Merchant Mariner credentials. Have you have you done this CG Cool thing personally? 
or you just like I've been searching through there for the better part of six months. Uh, They just came out with uh, Merchant Mariner credentials being the training and uh, credentialing the exam part of it being paid for. Um, Here this summer, uh, probably towards the late. (coughs) My bad. probably towards like beginning of September, maybe the end of October. I was looking at uh, trying to go ahead and open up the door to where every credential that's in the cool website will have, uh, will be paid for all the training. Hmm. So, so how, how do I, is it, is it like on like the, so I go to CG cool and I just search for a credential, right? Like I find one I want to do. And then let's, Let's see here. I'm going to go ahead and look up uh, for all y'all that want to know. I am uh, I am uh, Mr. Miami's favorite rating uh, <laughs> an operations specialist. Yeah. So I know like, a lot of y'all right now are like rolling around. So you have a lot of time to sit on the computer. He... Yeah, you know, you know, that's kind of our job. Yeah, all the time. <laughs> so I navigate, you know, I go just – if y'all ever get, go to CG Cool, is in fact, if you go to that cool little paw print on the, the little pixel dashboard, the dashboard thing, you'll find it right there. Exactly. It'll come up, and everything that we're talking about today is on this website. Everything's on this website on how to do it. Uh, so you don't have really any excuses on you're, why you, you're, you're, you're breaking up on us, Dan. Okay. Well, how bad am I Jiggle right Jiggle your Wi-Fi cable. Better? My money don't jiggle jiggle. It folds. <laughs> I got people yelling Uh-oh. at me. Cross me. Uh, anyways, uh, can you hear me right now? You good? We're uh, having technological differences. Nope. Diffic- okay. That's fun. This is going to be a good podcast for y'all then. Oh, you're, you're, you're okay. It looks, sounds, sounds like you're back. Am I back? My back. You there? Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, you're back. I can hear you. All right. So, so you go to the you go to the paw print. Go to paw print. Go to CG Cool. You bring up the bill. You can click on a rating to navigate through there. And I'm gonna go ahead and click on an operations specialist. Bring up some uh, credentials uh, related credentials to my job. Now, what they have here. Let's see here. You've got a couple deals here, like uh, amateur radio service uh, operator license. All right, it tells you what agency will uh, is responsible for that credential. So right here for that one, you know the FDCC is uh, Federal Communication Commission. Uh, it tells you how much of it is is re- related to my job. Well, most of it, it has a little icon here. It says most of it's related to my co- my job. And then it tells you uh, what part of the career phase should be you, should you be looking into getting this credential. Say early, mid, So, so you're saying the, F- the FCC, you're saying the FCC will give you that, well, it's an FCC credentialing, right? Yes. So like, That's a FDCC. I was, I was expecting this to be like, Okay. So like I, I was I was under the assumption this was going to be like a a DeVry University type credentialing like an online thing, but it's like a legit like civilian world like real credentialing. Yes, yes exactly. No offense to anyone to DeVry, um, my fucking wife went there, but you know, 
Uh, but yeah, it, exactly. It's it's a legit credential. Of course, you have some from the Coast Guard. Um, that's on here. So uh, SDCW uh, is on here. Um, ship radar endorsement, uh, which is FDCC. So let's say I wanted to get my ham my my uh, my ham radio uh, operator's license, like like uh, RC Cola has. Is that on? Yes. Can I do that yep. through this? Yes. All right, let's that let's go with that one. So I just I decide I want to do that. What do I do I'm next? Go find it. <laughs> oh, let me find it real quick. So what, basically, on a long long run, let's say that you want to do that. I just click on one because it's all going to be around the same process. So you need to just bring it up and find out first: Are you do you meet their minimum requirements? Okay, and you got minimal requirements. Of course, you're going to have a fee, written exam, in-person uh, exam, uh, and also it tells you how often do you have to renew renew this fee. There are going to be some things in there mm. that will talk to you about uh, any uh, extra like timelines, like how many years do you have to be having how much experience do you have already in this job to be able to get this credential? Like uh, if you're looking at being a project manager, you're looking at needing to have like three years of experience just to be a PMP project manager. Um, what do, what if you have to do like, um, like if you're like a nurse and you have to do like labs or like you are like, want to be a vet tech and like, you have to like give an IV to an animal or like, you know, what, what if, what if there's like, like I'm like, I'm an FAI, right? Like how do I, how would I like? Let's say FAI, FAI is in there, firearms instructors in there. Like, I, do I just send them my paper from Homeland Security, going, "I'm an FAI"? Like, do you have to physically demonstrate any of this shit? So you would have to actually reach out to the uh, to the actual agency that's going to provide this credential, and this, and therefore you, you should probably get with your ESO, if, especially if you're wanting to get into this, and talk to them about what you want, and they will actually start look up everything for you uh let's see here yeah. and since so, you brought so up what it nurse- sounds like to me is yeah what it sounds like to me is right you 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 find a credentialing on the cg cool website that you want it lists all the minimum requirements and prerequisites you need and then you might need to reach out to that specific agency who's offering the credentialing to see what steps they need from you but the coast guard will help you pay for it right yeah that's what that's what it sounds okay. like yes yeah, my so current e- my current medical- ESO is trash. So let's take a look at the emergency medical technician. All right. Uh, the agency is National Registry of uh, Emergency Medical Technicians. Uh, it comes down here. You go. They have a website here that you, you can go to. Okay. And click on that website, and it brings up what all you need. To need. Uh, if you what the minimum requirements are for it, uh, what the, how much it's going to cost and everything. Once you meet those minimum requirements, now okay. now you can turn around and go to uh, my CG or yeah, my CG ed, so where you would uh, request tuition assistance. And instead of going requesting tuition assistance, yeah. you're going to go to the cool side of it and request – uh, reimbursement. Basically, request the authorization to take this exam. Mm. Once they request, uh, so give it's kind of like in your motorcycles. It's like in your motorcycle certification, right? Like you go, you take it, 
uh, you pass the test, they give you your card, and then you submit for reimbursement for that certification. Certification, like that, yeah. that kind of like a dumbed down version. Okay, yeah, pretty yeah. much. How, That's what it sounds like. How? Because what they're going to do how is, hard is say, it? yeah, go, they're going to say, "Go take it. You're, you're authorized to take this. It's all everything on on CG Cool and everything, and you're going to go and actually pay for it. And then once you pay for it, you're going to go ahead and turn around and uh, ha- submit a receipt." And say, "Hey, I paid for it," and then they're going to give you the money for it. Now there are spe- uh, stipulations. Oh, well, yeah, to it's like a travel have. claim. Exactly. So, one of the things that, that we so it's a five step process that you have. You have to first find and select your credential, and that's what you would use CG Cool for. Then you would want to go ahead and go. Uh, you need to request your approval from my CG Ed, no less than fourteen days prior to. Uh, uh, taking the exam and no more than 90 days out uh, step three do they you give you uh, real quick uh, do they yeah. do you have like if it's like so like do they give you um, a day off will the Coast Guard give you like a day off to go do this or like did he just fucking leave no, I'm not. I, 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 I had to plug in. But my I imagine it's. Uh, oh, I imagine it's something that you have to complete on your own time. Well, I mean, now you could so always ask. The, they want they they want to help you get. I guess there's a delay there, but if you're working on, if you work with your computer, your uh, your ESO and your command, and say, "Hey, I'm look, I want to take this exam, but this is the only time it has." Ask them. Maybe they'll let you off, but it's up to up to your individual supervisors. Yeah, that's true. I mean, we've let people off to go to schools and to do other extra certification shits all the well, time. The, I mean, I don't see why this could be any different. The reason I ask is because the Coast Guard will, will has started letting you like, um, like if you we had somebody that was like going like state police, and then we had another guy going CBP, and then we had another guy that was going through like a local PD. Um, and they'll let you not, not like get out early, but like, they'll let you go. I forget what it's called. I'm sure someone's going to tell me, but like, if you, yeah, you need to go do bridge? stuff like lie detector and you like, you need, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. You, there is there a go. program called skill bridge out there that I think the that, coast guards just now started, uh, in, implementing, uh, into, uh, which will allow you. The command, the commanding officer, has overall say on whether he, you are approved to go, go ahead and start doing that the last few months of your uh, enlistment or not. But yeah, they'll let you for like the last two months yeah. go out and start doing that. Yeah, that's what I was wondering if there was like any like, you know, not the same but similar, you know, program where like, oh yeah, yeah, you're trying to get whatever fucking qualification. Yeah, enjoy. Go take your fucking thing. I just. I know most supervisors are like, yeah, dude, you're trying to better yourself, trying to better you yourself on the outside. Go ahead. Well, I'm here to support you. But, like, I was just wondering if there was a, like, you know what the fuck I'm saying. But, anyway. Yeah. All right. What's next? No, no. So, uh, of course, as we had just discussed, step three would be to uh, uh, pay for the fees. And uh, then re- then you need to request your uh, uh, reimbursement, which you would do that with the pre-printed uh, OF 1164 from CG Cool. That, that you would have gotten after you've uh, uh, requested the authorization. Those receipts need to be uh, return, uh, be within uh, 20 days uh, 
be uploaded within uh, 20 days uh, after you took your uh, your exam. And then uh, when you get your credential, which is step four, uh, you will need to actually now submit your results. Yeah, you need the results will have to be submitted. Whether you pass or fail does not matter. You need to submit them. Uh, why would and then uh, why would they care if you failed? Well, because you're not going to get it again. If you f- they'll they'll pay for it. Well, like with tuition assistance, for example, with with yeah, with tuition assistance, like if you take a class and you don't get over a certain grade and you submit it, I think like it has to be a C or better, and you get like a D, you have to pay that money back. So I don't know if it's a similar thing or not. I knew yeah. TA was a scam. Well, you you don't have to pay pay back for it. You just don't, don't fail. Back. But you just you just won't be able to retake that exam. They won't pay for it again. Authorize it again. That's where it comes down to. And of okay. course, uh, right. you know the last thing is right, once so you, you actually get, you take it and you, once you yeah go ahead. What's up? I I was just gonna say, so then you, let's <laughs> say you passed. Do you have to like? How do you put that into the system? So uh, you would go do it everything through CG Cool. Uh, you would actually submit your 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 results to CG Cool, and then you also would submit your certificate through CG Cool, uh, your credential itself. So, because you're not gonna get you, you'll know that you passed. Just like the uh, uh, the NR uh, EMT, once you once you pass it, you know immediately that you passed. And so it, but it takes about thirty okay. days or a little bit, a couple weeks at least to actually get your credentials. So once you get those, that's when you would uh, submit those into it. But once that's done, you've got that. Now Does, it's up to you to keep on renewing it. So does the Coast Guard recognize any of these credentialings? Like, you know, if I go get – let's let's say I have an MK1 at my unit and he goes and gets NRA certified uh, to be a range instructor and teach concealed carry permit classes the coast guard doesn't give a shit about that like it doesn't matter like you could be you know jerry mikulik personally trained and everything but like sorry you don't have the coast guard paper so we don't fucking care are any of these credentials like are can you use them in the coast guard or like they transferable to the coast guard like you specifically like you know like you know so I think it's more geared towards civilian life. It is. It is a little bit more geared to civilian life, but it doesn't. I mean, would it, would it make your GM one better by getting that credential? And could he take that knowledge that he's gained from that getting achieving that credentials to the to the junior members that he'd be working with? Um, that's one of the things to look at. But at so the no. same time, well, a if the Coast Guard requires you to have a certain certificate, uh, you know, to be able to perform the du- duties, then you have to do that. But if you go take it upon yourself to get the extra cred- mm-hmm. credential, what he's done is not only bettering himself for the for the profession that he's he's in with the Coast Guard, but also he's bettered himself for the profession outside. So therefore, whenever he starts applying for jobs, he can show that hey, okay. I've got all these hours of doing this with this certificate. Which will make it will in turn let him stand out uh, out of any of the applicants out there that's applying for the same job, and also potentially give him more mo- uh, 
to have mm-hmm. them allow them to get give him more money for that job that he wants to do. Does that make sense? All right. So and then you, yeah, definitely. And then so all you do is you you upload it back up, and then you just got to maintain your own qual, whether it's like you know annually, triannually, or whatever. And you just got to maintain your own shit. Will they pay you every year to t- to recertify or re get so? The- like thing again? I have not been able to really find where they would uh, pay for that, pay for the renewal, which I think for the uh, yeah for the NREMT is every two years, along with your CEUs that you have to take care of that. Uh, you have to actually uh, keep on testing for that, but I don't think I don't know if they actually would pay for every right. uh, credential like every two years. Uh, for that same credential, but so it's just that original original cost you incur, but after that, it's yeah. kind of on you. Yeah, uh, as far as I've seen, and they okay. could come out with something different. Um, and if anybody knows anything more than I do, because yeah. man, I'm not a subject matter expert, but I've been doing a lot of reading on this, and I haven't been able to Enthusiast. find one. Yeah, exactly. Um, but according to Alco's one seven seven two two. Uh, that's where, they, and if they haven't seen it, I don't know if you guys have seen that, but they've implemented two phases. Is uh before you speak on that alcove? Is it internet authorized? Before you speak on, the, is it internet releasable? I got it from the internet, so yes, it is internet authorized. Okay, at wait, right <laughs> paragraph fourteen. Okay, all right, just all right. So you know, so, you know uh, some things are fuyo and secret and classified, so you can't just tell everybody on the internet everything. You know, I don't know if you knew uh, that or not. Hashtag, I, you know hashtag what? I'm purple dragon. I'm not very good at my hashtag. job, so I, mean, I think I took that out of your playbook, right? Speaking uh, of speaking, <laughs> of, all right. So speaking of that, real quick, um, I brought up the purple dragon like two or three times in the past year, and nobody mm-hmm. has ever heard of it. Like nobody. Like, they don't I've known about it my whole career since I was like, yeah, I, I've, I remember seeing the fucking posters when I was an on rate, like Purple Dragon, Operation Purple Dragon and stuff like that. And I brought up, I think it was like an E6 and two E7s. I was like, oh, must be Purple Dragon month. And they're like, what the fuck is Purple Dragon? I was like, how have you, how did you make E7 and never heard, hear the Purple Dragon? I'm like, no, shit. oh, I, you want to ship? Dude, I, I talked to the disgruntled sailor. Actually I talked to a couple OSs. Yeah, I did. And I was like, I talked to an OS senior chief who had no idea about it. Then Get I the talked to an OS master I talked to an OS master chief and he was like, I don't know what you're talking about. And then he was like, "Wait, are you talking about OPSEC?" And I'm like, "Yeah." He was like, "Well, that that used to be a thing." And I was like, "It still is a thing." Like, yeah. <laughs> I've been it, to trainings on it. Goddamn OSs. <laughs> there there's a go go to Sexon. It actually said uh, on the Sexon website it actually has OPSEC on there. Actually, it's uh, was it thirty four DCMS thirty four? Go to that. It has OPSEC right there. It talks all about it. You know, in fact, it tells you to go. I think if you that have that to shows anything how to do it. So, I think that sh- that speaks to your guys's rating as a whole. Like my rating definitely has a stereotype, right? But like having an an E8 and an E9 OS not know about like one of the biggest fucking you know OPSEC things in history 
is like it blows my mind. Like it's like, what do you even do? Like you're gonna have to leave the command center every once in a while and like look at shit. You know, ah, it just blows my fucking mind. <laughs> yeah, I, but, I totally understand it blows your mind, and of course, you know, I'm not gonna say anything negative about them, but you know. Uh, there are some things that does irritate me about my own rating, and the uh, only thing I can do is just try mm-hmm. to, you know, help uh, correct some of those issues and help educate the new guys that are coming in. So, well, you're doing a good job. I'm still not going to call you chief, though. So, I'm not expecting you to. <laughs> if, I, if I wanted you to do that, I could be an asshole, but I'm not going to. So, yeah. Uh, Better men than you have tried, my friend. (laughs) I I have smelled your ass so much that I don't think I need you to call me chief. I think we've earned that right. Yeah. All right. That's fair. All right. So this is another one that a lot of people were asking about is the um, military to mariner program. So tell us about the M2M program. So this is about – so phase one of of the All Coast 17722. Uh, effective on May 20, uh, of 10, 10 May of 2022, they are now paying for the training and the the exam for this uh, for any kind of Merchant Mariner credentials. Um, is this this a lot does, of people, does M2M work? Is this the same program as like um, where they're helping? people that are underway ODs log their underway hours and put that towards like their hundred ton license and stuff like that. Is this the yes. same program or is this a different program? Same, same thing. Okay. Same thing. So, okay. You can, and, and this is where, where I want to kind of jump into mill gears. Mill gears it will assist in, it's, it's powered by cool, but it will assist members in figuring out are how many underway hours do they have? Uh, do they have any uh, qualifications or certificates that could be put towards M to M, you know, credentials? Mm-hmm. So, so when you sent you sent the info to Disgruntled Sailor about Mill Gears, like uh, you sent me the email, and I kind of like I looked at, it and I was like, I'm busy. I'm not. You blew me off. I'm not dealing okay. with Dan today. I'm not doing it. And then <laughs> Disgruntled Sailor was like, Hey. Did you look at that Mill Gears thing? And I was like, I didn't. He's like, you should actually look into it. And I think I maybe spent, I don't know, maybe eight minutes max of my life looking into it. And I was actually super impressed. And that was like when I was like, damn it, I'm going to have to send Dan an email going like, wow, that sounds like a good idea. Let's actually go ahead and do it. Uh, so like I, like I literally only spent, I spent less than 10 minutes putting effort into this. And it just showed me so much shit. I, like I, it was so, it was pretty easy to use. And it was just like, mm-hmm. like boom, like that. It was like, here's all the shit you can do, friend. So like, that was like the the, the main reason we're sitting here right now was I, I was, I was impressed. So, go ahead, continue. Wait, I just uh, needed to give you one compliment. I mean, uh, well, I mean, let's keep in mind you also gave me a, com- a compliment uh, when you're when we're talking about this over text message. You actually, uh, what 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 did you say? You asked me like like something about about. Me being an OS or something, or what kind of OS am I, or something like that? And I asked you, like, was that a is that a compliment or is that, is that an insult? But, <laughs> yeah. but regardless, it was a compliment. I'm actually looking up the uh, what you had said, anyways, right now. Uh, I 
I'm actually very curious about what what it was actually that you said. Uh, if I can find it. All right. Anyways, why 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 I'm looking this up? Let's talk about this. So, it's easy. I for M to M, what I recommend y'all doing, what everybody doing is first off, you got to get into get into Mill Games. Take a look around. There's tutorials on there. Uh, there are some job aids that you can get in there and try to find find out how to work this system out. But you go to in service and then put and then click on military to military. It brings up uh, you know where you can drop files in there and you can drop your you know your ESS which you can get off of CGBI. You can drop anything like uh, uh, JST which is more of your Navy stuff. Uh, and everything, but you, all your education. You can yeah, I did ahead. my uh, JST and my. Uh, I, I I dropped like so real quick. I just did my. I went to CGBI, I did my summary sheet, and then I did my JST, which is your Joint Service Transcript, which you can get from the JST website, which is super easy. Actually, my uh, second that just left. Uh, he's been in, like four and a half, five years. I was like, well, pull up your JST. And he's like, what's that? And I was like, dude, watch. I was like, just for going to A school and going going to PDT, you get this amount of credits. And, like, I literally, you save them to your desktop, and then you drag it over and drop it. And then you hit next. There's, like, four buttons. And then, then it, like, populates all at the end. And you can, like, add your credentials. You can add certificates. You can add whatever. But I literally just did my JST and my CGBI summer sheet, and it, like, automatically auto-populated for me. Yeah, yeah, and exactly. it told you a bunch of shit that what you're qualified for, what you can, what you can work on, and all this other stuff. So like, it was, it's a cool to see that like big Coast Guards trying to think ahead and like help members out for whenever we take off the uniform. Exactly, and then right, that's, so that's you what, have, what we're trying um, to get into is trying to look out for our members now. Is hey, how do we prepare them for the outside with all the training and everything that they're receiving inside? So, Mm -hmm. and which is great right here because, you know, once you put in that stuff, if, you know, it comes to ask you about civilian occupation history, federal uh, 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 occupation history, um, it has in here, it has every unit I've been into, time frame, everything tells me what pay grade I was there. Um, Scroll down if I... You know, it tells me what uh, underway units I've been in, the tonnage that they were, uh, what my occupation was on there, uh, the years I was on there. Then you can uh, like I saw uh, um, like from mine, mine specifically was like, so I'm qualified on ten standard boat pla- I'm qualified on ten standard boat platforms, and a lot of those uh, recurring tasks. Uh, that you have to do for for crewman competencies, um, that they they're the same. So like you do, you know, anchoring on the twenty four, you get pretty much. It, it, it's not the same, but it's pretty much like you get a credit for towing. You get a credit for an alongside tow. You get credit for anchoring. You get you know recovering uh, a person out of the water, and um, it showed me like I'm equivalent to this many uh, underway hours and like. If I did this program, this program, and this program, I could qualify for uh, like what do they call it? Like a, like a third mate or like pretty much a non-rate position on An able um, seaman on like a river tender or like a barge. Able seaman, there you go. Like I automatically qualify for that if I do like two or three things, 
and it, it really wasn't that that much. I was like, oh, I could probably knock that out in a fucking weekend. Uh, not that I would ever do that. Once I'm done near the water, I'm done near the water. I'm never going back. But you know, if if you're only doing like if you're let's say you get to like BM two and you're like at that halfway point in your life where like okay, I've done two cutters, I've done a small boat station, I've done an ant team. I don't really think this is for me. Um, it'll show you like exactly what you need to do. Be like, all right, I did climbing. I did, you know, aids positioning. I did, um, you know, all this other shit, coxswain, all that bullshit. You enter that and it'll be like, yeah, you can be an able-bodied seaman. You could be a first mate or like you could do all this shit and it'll help you just go, all right, I demonstrated this. Now I need to do this, this, and this on the civilian side. And then instead of like, uh, it, it pretty much gives you a leg up. It's like, you know, I've heard people like, oh, well, you know, I've had chiefs be like, well, I'm going to get out. And I'm going to go work the mail. I'm going to go work at the post office because my military time carries over to the post office time and I'll start at a higher pay scale. Uh, it's kind of like one of those. Or like if you're an underway OD and you really just you just fucking you're like Jimothy, you just get hard driving boats. And that's what you want to do the rest of your life. That'll help you propel yourself um, and be that much farther and that more of a standout when you go to, you know, get hired somewhere else, you know. Well, exactly, and oh, you know, me. and I just put up here, you know, National uh, Able Seaman Unlimited, um, and it says the requirement for this is that you need to have uh, a thousand eighty, uh, one thousand eighty days of deck service underway on an underway platform, and in my service thus far, I have sixteen hundred and eighty-six. Uh, which I meet that requirement. Yeah, but all of those were up in the command center. <laughs> no. Does it, so, does it, so question, like, so, that's what I'm saying, like, uh, so, like, me and you were both attached to the same ship. Um, yeah. And we both, so, like, on paper, it just says, Mr. Miami, and it says Dan, on the same ship, we both did three years. And yeah. I going to get the same credit, even, like, like so, you obviously are an OS. You were in the command center, not command center. Um, uh, CIC. What? Combat. Yeah, you're in combat CIC. Does it delineate like okay, Dan was in combat doing Dan's job. Mr. Miami was on the deck doing Mr. Miami's job. Does it differentiate like because I was like I was POIC, I was boat deck captain, like davit operator, like I was actually on the deck. Does it delineate those two, or is it just serve time on the ship? Do you for know? Nah, probably able, not. <laughs> for the able seamen, no. But there's probably other uh, – there, if you look in there, there's probably other credentials that you would be more qualified for than I would be. That could probably give you a better job no. if you did get underway in a commercial uh, side of it than I would. Instead, I'm over there scrubbing. Well, no, my, my question wasn't like – that was not. Yeah, like, yeah, like, so, like, it wasn't, that wasn't a dig, first of all. My question was, like, so, it, when you do your JST transcript, it just has, like, a basic, like, you know, just for going to boot camp, you get, like, 19 credits, right? Just to go to boot camp, you get, like, 19, they're, like, lower level um, credits, like, towards an associate's yeah. degree, but they're still credits, regardless of whether you yeah. were, like, top of your class or the bottom. The, my question was, like, it just looks at, okay, you were on a Whitehall. You were on a Whitehall. Just for being on a Whitehall, you get this amount of credentialing and this amount of credentialing. I, I that that was like pretty much my question. I think, like, well, I think so. It takes in consideration kinda... of your. Uh, it takes in consideration of your uh, of of your qualifications that you do have, 
especially if you have a competency on it, because oh, you've okay. had actually had to go through PQS and everything. So, like for for na- a national able seat mm-hmm. able seaman, it's probably gonna be exactly the same. It's not a big deal. Okay, but if so like you start- for me and you, it'd probably be like. Um- like it, it for me and you would probably be like you know you'd probably be more qualified to work on the bridge as like an officer or like you know a, a first mate or something like that, whereas I I'd be more qualified as like you know working out on the deck. So like I have you beat on the deck side, but you know you have the bridge credentials. Is that is that kind of is that kind of is that is that what the vibe I'm Pretty getting much, here? Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and wait, that's exactly that. Did you ever finish your rules okay. of the road? road? Your deck watch officer. Uh, uh, no, I your... got very. So I, I did not. Uh, I stopped doing it out of spite. <laughs> well, that one I can understand. But you uh, would have pro- you would have automatically had that qualification yeah. in there that would help you getting these credentials. Okay. But yeah, as the main thing that that, that the M to M credentialing is showing is that. Hey, I have all these underway hours, so you automatically meet the 1,080 days for of deck service to be able to, uh, you know, get this credential. Where you would probably only need to work on now uh, a couple things, like maybe a couple tests, like the rules of the road test, uh, navigation rules, oceans, mm. that kind of stuff. So well, that's, that that's cool, man. Um, so if if you're if you're thinking about you know getting out and going home or whatever, you're young, you want to go somewhere else, you want to do something else, but you don't want to you know piss away the, the the experience, you know, not the experience. I'm talking. I'm not talking like you know the mental experience. I'm talking like physical experience. You learn how to use lines and you know work a line and work a deck. Um, Look into the M2M program. Um, you know, I know, I have a couple buddies that are BM1s that are like I, they they went and got their hundred ton license, and um, oh, my corn guy just texted me. The corn's in. Um, but uh, like uh, what, what they want to do? I was they they went and got their like their hundred ton license, huh? What kind of corn are you getting? Oh, sweet corn from the Amish, bro. Sweet corn from the Amish. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, and I was like, they're like, yeah, I got my hundred ton, and I was like, oh, you gonna get out and be like a, a merchant mayor? They're like, no, I want to do a, I want to get my six pack license. I would do a fishing charter. I was like, well, that doesn't really like, that's not the same. Like, yeah, but you know, having that, you know, I, I am an underway OD. I am a coxswain, and they're gonna give it to me for free. Why wouldn't I get it to help me like be better prepared and be like a better all around, um, you know, uh, mariner? So if you're thinking about doing it, look into it. Waste half a workday looking into it. Give it a shot. If you don't like it, no harm, no foul. It costs you fucking nothing. Um, but at least you know try. You know I've given up, but every you as a young person should still fucking give it a go. But uh, yeah, cool. All right. Absolutely. Uh, did you have anything else there? Uh, Dan, do you want to talk about uh, Mill Gears or CG Cool Rope before we uh, move on to the next thingy? I'll keep in mind that you can definitely get into uh, you get into CG Cool. You know, there's more. Uh, well, Mill Gears. If you get in Mill Gears, you can look up more than just merit to merit, merit military to mariner. 
got tongue tied there. And Sound it out. It will actually, <laughs> it will actually go in there and kind of show you the same stuff that's in CG Cool, but kind of lay it out in a different format where where you could potentially take that back into CG Cool and say, hey, okay, these are the ones that speak more to me. This is what I want to get work on. So look into all avenues. Uh, as of right now, uh, the uh, government is willing to pay for all enlisted uh, two classes or two credentials uh, per fiscal year up to $4,500. Just the uh, certificates for uh, all credentials, maritime, military to mariner uh, is actually going to be training for all the extra training that you need to take care take care of to get those credentials. So just keep that in mind. Look out for the all codes for when they do open up the uh, training, uh, pay training for the uh, credentialing of the uh, of all the other credentials and and cool. And now, if you do come across a credential that's not on cool, by all means, re- there's a it actually tells you a step by step process what you need to do about seeing if we can't get that on there. So, and that's all I have. I think the big takeaway is it is if. Um, if you want to pursue some sort of civilian credentialing, whether it's using TA, CG Cool, Mill Gears, all that stuff, work with your supervisors, work with your ESO, and and formulate a plan on how to knock that shit out. And if you reach out to your ESO about TA and say, hey, I'd like to schedule a meeting uh, so I can kind of figure out TA and see if it's for me or if it's even worth it or like – you know, where do I even start? Do I pick like, do I pick where I want to go first? Do I apply where I want to go first? Do I get TA first? And if they just send you a fucking pamphlet and say, here you go, and then fuck off into the sunset, find a different ESO. Okay? Right. Just, yeah. You should have a local ESO at your unit, and you should also have a district ESO that you can work with. I'm speaking from experience. I I was like, I think I'm going to try to better myself. And then I asked for some help, and they went, here's a six pa- piece of paper like a six-folded pamphlet. Here you go. And I went, that's it? And I go, yep. And I went, okay, well, now I'm done. I don't want to do it anymore. So just saying, try harder. Uh, I will t- I'll, I'll put it out Sorry, there Mom. too, guys. Uh, you know, Miss Miami, the Journal Sailor, both know who I am, know how to find me. So if you guys are having that issue with ESO, if y'all want more information that I can potentially help out with, shoot them a DM. Do whatever you need to. Uh, get in touch with them. They'll get get you in touch with me, and I will help you out as any way I can. I might be an OS, but you know I, I am a chief, and I'm a chief first. I'm I'm there to help out my members. You you are probably the OS that I dislike the least. You know I said that I <laughs> yeah. said that to our RC Cola too. I'm, I'm his favorite OS. Yeah, I mean, as far as OS's goes, you know, I, you, you know what really impressed me about you is no matter how much shit I talked about you, and how much I shit I talked about OS's as a whole, you took your job super fucking serious, one hundred percent of the time. And looking back at my experience with you, I have to applaud you for that. Even though, like, I was like, dude, you fucking like, why do you need the phone in your rack? You're not that important. You're the OS. You're in the radio guy. I'm the pursuit mission commander. I should be the person they should call me. And like, as much as I gave you shit, you took it 100 percent serious, 100 percent of the time. Even though I fell asleep in one of your fucking trainings, I'm I'm 
I said what I said. <laughs> well, I mean, I can be I can be boring. I'm sure that a few of these guys who listen to this podcast probably fell asleep just this, in this episode itself. But uh, but no, you know what? I I actually, you know, I was trying to get in touch with y'all before y'all left the boat because when I made found out I was going to make a chief, I was going to I'm trying to bring up y'all some beer, but never worked out. Um, you guys definitely, you know, being down the, in the mess with y'all. Really uh, opened my eyes and listened to this podcast about how I need to be as a chief to be able to help my people. Um, we, I mean, granted, we all didn't get along. You're welcome. And when you ate those uh, freaking boiled eggs, it really irritated us <laughs> all. Well. But you know, I really enjoyed that time. I missed <laughs> that time on the, on the cut. You know, and I do appreciate that. I, and you know, I as you, I as well. The way that you took care of your people and the way that you took your job serious is the reason why I took my job serious. Yeah, I I told someone recently that one of my next tattoos I'm I'm gonna get the whole number of my last ship tattooed on me, and they're like, "You hated that fucking place," and I was like, "You know what? I I did, but it it was probably the best thing. It was the best time I never want to do again. Um, it made me uh, a better a better E six. Um, I it really I I it really matured a lot on that ship, like." You you guys think I'm ridiculous now. You should have seen me when I was like way younger. You know, I I had to like I found myself telling people the right way to do things and saying like that's not how you do it. Just do it the right way. Take an extra 10 minutes to do it the right way. And I got experiences there that like changed my life. I mean, look, we're, we're literally sitting here. I got like a monitor, a, a laptop. I'm I'm literally doing a podcast right now because of that ship. You know, it it made my marriage better. It made me be a better dad. So like as much as it sucked, like it was probably one of the most poignant units of my entire fucking career. So like it, it definitely, I definitely miss it too. Like I have a little note, like I've said it before, on my desk that says "not on a ship." So like, it, even though I complain in my sector, I still look down and be like, "Not on a ship, buddy. Not on a fucking ship." So, all right, let's move on to the next thing. So, sponsorship time. <clears throat> Uh, so we're, you're talking about the coffee No, or the, no. or the, coffee, or the co- beer. Coffee's some old beer. shit. We're moving on to shit I actually drink. <laughs> oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. The coffee's good. I actually brag uh, about this coffee all the time to people because I actually buy it myself. And every morning I go into work. Really? You know I what? Do... We're doing, we're, we're doing the. You, you do the pour over? All right. All right. I do uh, the pour over everything. Yep. All right, so let me, while we're talking about coffee, let's just go ahead and plug Oak and Iron real quick so we don't have to edit this ad in later. All right, so, ready? Uh, uh, I'll do it. Ready? Yeah. Uh, buy Oak and Iron go. Coffee. Done. Uh, they were voted number one best coffee <laughs> in the fleet by the Coast Guard members themselves in our small little sample pool that we did. Uh, so uh, actually, they're making some really good shit. Uh, the, I feel like the coffee speaks for itself. I tell and you that we're getting our own coffee soon. Yeah, that so fucking asshole that sent drops. me decaf. <laughs> I mean, it was good, but that fucking asshole sent me decaf. Uh, so. Telling you something there. Uh, but in all seriousness, go support locally Coast Guard-owned businesses. They make a good product. We wouldn't we wouldn't have them as a sponsor if we didn't like their product. Yeah. They make some good shit. Yeah. Oakandironcoffee.com. Tell them the disgruntled sailor, Mister Mamie, sent you. And uh, there you go. Cool. Uh, oh, but approved. moving on, the uh, 
OS approved. OS approved. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, we have an update from a potential beer sponsor. Uh, I reached out to him because it's been a little bit since I heard from him. And then I felt like a dick because he was like, sorry, bro. I've been spending time with my family. <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> Miss Miami wants his beer. Where's the beer? <laughs> uh, but he said he was going to send uh, some beer out to each of us, like separately. Like you, your house, my house. Mm-hmm. Uh uh, he's gonna hit us up with beer once a quarter, and it's just, it's a pretty substantial amount. So we're still working out a few details, and once 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 the beer actually shows up, that's when we'll start running the ad for him. But I'm pretty excited to work with him. Yeah, it's uh he's a prior or a reservist. I forget which one. Uh, but it yeah he's a he's a he's a BM one that's a reservist. So that it's started his own company with his boys. Uh, I was showing my wife. I was like, yeah, these are the four beers he's gonna send us. And she started scrolling down. She's like, "Can you can you like interchange any of the beers?" I was like, "Yeah." He said we can send. He can like, like I personally don't like IPAs personally. Um, you know, I like pretty much everything else though. And uh, she's like, "Oh, they have ciders. Oh, they have blueberry. Oh, they have this seasonal orange." And like, they have like a Hefeweizen style beer. I was like, "Yeah, dude, let's we're gonna hook this shit up." I'm very excited. I'm so excited for the beer. I'm just beside myself. Like. If I could literally just do this and just get paid in beer, like that would just be like the bee's knees. Like I, I'm super excited that we just asked the internet gods for a beer sponsor, and in less than three hours, a company reached out and was like, "Yo, what do you need, bro?" Speaking of <laughs> of that, the the person that got us and them together, us and the sponsor together, you should send them a fucking care package. I can do that because they're getting me. Like, first of all, my first, my favorite kind of beer is free. Second is, you know, Bud Light, obviously. Cold. I, I actually, I sent, I texted the my cousin that I hunt with. I was like, oh, you know, lended a beer sponsorship, blah, 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 blah. And he's, and he, let me read it to you because it was fucking funny. He goes, uh, you know, because I, I habitually drink Bud Light. And uh, he goes, um, he goes, the problem with our, t-, he goes, the problem is, that's artisanal beer, artisanal hipster beer that will taint your refined palate for Bud Light. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> all right, you got me. Uh, so, yeah. yeah, I'm super excited. So let's hook that dude up with the care package for helping us out. And, uh, yeah, stay tuned. Um, also, uh, some other stuff. Uh, I just got an outline from an MST1 who is doing their MSSE transition. And then... Um, I, I spoke to him recently, uh, and I think, like, the announcement for, like, or the cutoff is, like, third week of August, so he doesn't want him, he doesn't want to come on the episode until then, because he doesn't want to be adversely affected by me running my mouth, so once the submission deadline's passed, and they, or the results deadline, I don't fucking know what it is, I wasn't, like, you know, I don't pay attention very often, and uh, once that happens, he's going to come on and tell us about uh, hopefully he gets it. It'd be cool. He's a good dude. Uh, gave us some coins. Gave us those Sieges coins, you know. Yeah. And uh, once that happens, because I, I, I think the MSSC thing kind of was just like, they kind of like snuck a message out and some people know about it and some people don't know. But I think uh, it'd be good to, uh, you know, let some people know whether it was hard, whether it was easy, what the quals look like. Because uh, long legs tried to do it, you know, skinny legs tried to do it, and it didn't work out. So I want to know what he did wrong. Um, so we got that coming up, and then um, the Bridge Brothers 
We're going to do Bridge Brothers Reunion Boogaloo Part 2. Uh, we're going to have them together because one of them's a fucking operator and the other's a CO now. So going from a dirty ensign living in the penalty box all the way to being like a team lead and doing what they really wanted to do in the Coast Guard, the other one being a commanding officer, uh, we're going to reach back out and, you know, kind of do like a VH1, like where are they now? Does anybody on – do you think any of our listeners know what VH1 is? <laughs> uh, maybe a few. Uh, I mean, the the primary demographic of our listeners is around our age, so okay. I would hope so. So I'm really excited for that. Um, so that's coming up. So um, I'm going to do the FRC real quick. So it's it's a short one. There's not a lot on this guy. Um, so this week we have the Coast Guard Cutter William Trump. And um, that is Donald Trump's son. And he bought the boat so that he could, his son could be named after it. And then uh, there you go. And that's... That's fair. It's over. Yeah. No. Uh, <laughs> um that's not that's not who it is. Uh, I legit thought that when I saw the William Trump, and I was like, "Did that motherfucker just buy this guy a boat?" Um, so, William Francis Trump. Uh, he was born in 1923 and died in 2009. Um, he served on board a landing craft infantry vessel during four amphibious assaults during World War II. His vessel, the USS LCI Tac 90, participated in the invasion of French northern. Uh, French, Northern Africa, Sicily, and Anzio? I think it's Anzio. In 1943. And the invasion of Normandy. So this dude invaded some fucking places, for sure. Um, it was during the invasion of Normandy uh, that Trump earned a silver star. He volunteered to venture onto Omaha Beach and anchor a safety line for two hundred for the 200 soldiers on his vessel. Um, car- uh, hold on, I'm having a brain fart. He volunteered to venture onto the Omaha beach and anchor a safety line for the 200 soldiers his vessel carried to follow ashore. That that doesn't sound right, does it, right? Oh, anyway. Trump had to make his way past heavily mined fortifications um, and all the... the, um, the, the You've seen Saving Private, Saving Private Ryan, all those like uh, anti-tank and anti-amphibious structures they had. He had to crawl through all that shit. It was all mined. There was machine gun nests. Um... He was under heavy enemy fire, and he actually got shot in the head uh, by by a German soldier. And uh, but luckily, it literally like grazed his helmet and indented it, just giving him a mild headache. Um, and Trump actually lied about his age so that he could enlist in the Coast Guard in 1942 at 17 years old. Um, he ended up staying in. He retired as a chief petty officer at, um, in 1965. He then joined the Merchant Marines and served another 15 years um, working vessels for the, uh, the, the Belcher Oil Company. <laughs> it's a family podcast. <laughs> um, so, actually, only 11 members of the Coast Guard have ever been awarded Silver Stars. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um, and, uh, yeah, they named a Sentinel... Cu- uh, a Sentinel class cutter named after him, so that's that's his claim to fame. So, uh, not as uh, <coughs> crazy as like William Flores or anything like that, but still did the king's business. And uh, was it Normandy Coast Guard? Was it Normandy? You know, uh, Marines always get butt hurt that there was more coasties <laughs> at Normandy than there were Marines for the amphibious landing. You know, which is kind of their deal. So, uh, hoorah, get fucked. 
But uh, yeah, still pretty cool though, right? Yeah, that's that's a pretty cool one. All right, do uh, either of you two have last calls before uh, I do mine? I I guess I can read this this ranger thing as a last call. Yeah, it's super short. Is it super but I, short? I think it's pretty funny. Well, I have like yeah. uh, one, two, three, four, five. I have five last calls. So pitter patter. All right. So. Uh, Apparently, no one knows if this really actually occurred or not, but according to legend, roughly 10 years ago, uh, these two army rangers went to this college because some girls invited them, and the colleges have been mismatched. I've heard it was Old Miss, and I heard it was Auburn, but Auburn checks out in relation to where the rangers were, because the rangers were in Fort Benning, Georgia, and Auburn is basically West Georgia, and mm. it's, it's closer. Fort Benning's the home of the uh, infantry, so that checks out. So these two chicks invited these two rangers over to this frat party. And these rangers got jumped by dozens of frat brothers. They returned to Fort Benning soaked in blood and and injured pretty bad. And they walked back into their their squad bay covered in blood. And their first sergeant was in there. And the first sergeant was like, what the fuck happened? And he's like, we went to this party at this college and we got jumped. And the first sergeant got super pissed and goes, Rangers, let's go. So he took an entire squad of 50 Rangers, okay, left Fort Benning, went to this college, and they infiltrated this frat party. Everybody was asleep. All these 50 Rangers snuck in. They zip-tied every frat brother's hands behind their backs, tied up their feet, and put bags over their fucking heads. (laughs) And and beat them all up. And uh, so now... Because of this, these rangers, no rangers from Fort Benning are allowed to step foot on this fucking college campus. When a friend asks you for help, you help them. Could you imagine, like, somebody coming back, and you're, you're at a frat party, and you, you're, just, you're on top of the world, right? You beat up some rangers, and all of a sudden, 50 of them assault your fucking frat, frat house? Dude, I can tell you from experience, frat bros are the literal worst. Like, there's, like... There's like Hitler, there's Guy Fieri, and then there's like Frat Brothers in that order. And Guy Fieri? <laughs> well, what's wrong with Guy? Like literally, other than a crazy haircut, what's you wrong know with what? What you? I don't know if I talked about it on this podcast, but I, I, I saw something the other day. It was like, everyone shits on Guy Fieri. Like, why... why? Do people shit on Guy Fieri? He literally like like oh his fucking hair and he only like bleaches this little fucking flavor saver on his thing. But like yeah, but he uh, writes cookbooks. He's a good cook and he's uh, making millions of dollars. And you're not like is that why you well, hate he's him? Living his best life. He's literally it's the same thing with like uh, Gas Monkey Garage. Everyone gives that guy shit, but he's living his best life doing what he likes to do. So like I just think it's funny to throw Guy yeah. Fieri in there. But I'm telling you, frat boys are the worst. And I've wanted to punch almost every frat boy I've ever fucking met ever. Um, I'm, I'm with you on that one. I can care yeah, less dude. about frat. Fra- I, I, I don't think I could cut it if I had yeah. to be on the frat. Mm. Mm. No way. And like, you know, I, I've had, you know, my brother was in, uh, he, he did a little bit of fraternity stuff. And they all thought like, you know, oh, we drink a lot. And I was like, bro, no. And then like they were talking about their like hazing stuff. I was like, we call that like a slow Thursday underway, bro. Like, you know, like you're. Frat boys, with where they think their level of hazing and when they think their drinking level is, have never ever met anyone in the in any military branch, you know. And that's coming from us in the Coast Guard. Like we're not even like Army Marines, whatever. Like, you know, 
it it's just it's just funny to me. Um, so I'm gonna get into my last calls real quick. All right, so I am gonna fucking blow your mind real quick, Fatso. Check this out. All right, and RC Cola because uh, we need more Letty Kenny stuff. So follow along. All right, so do you all know who Tannis is? Yes. Okay, Tannis from Letterkenny, right? She's the leader of the natives on her reservation, right? Tannis and the natives are on Letterkenny. Letterkenny is owned by Hulu. Hulu was recently purchased by Disney. Therefore, Tannis is a Disney princess. I mean, that's some that's a couple degrees of separation, but I can see where you're going. Hey, so to be a Disney princess, you have to be owned by Disney. Tannis, Tannis's character, the rights to Tannis's character are owned by Disney. Therefore, Tannis is a Disney princess. She's literally modern day Pocahontas with cigarettes. I mean, maybe. Uh, I mean, there's tons of women in Disney movies who aren't princesses. No, main characters. I'm, ta- I'm speaking main characters, bro. <laughs> Did I talk about? I uh, was looking at my phone. We were talking about credentialing. I, I wrote it down, but I forgot to say it. Um, USA Jobs. Um, usajobs.gov uh, if you're getting out I've had this happen recently uh, if you're getting out go on usajobs.gov uh, it's military it's uh, not military jobs it's um, federal jobs for the government and a lot of them you can filter uh, I go in there every once in a while and just be like man would it be cool if I wasn't in the military and I uh, but you can go in there and you can click like you know engine repair and maintenance and AC repair and HVAC and like click all this stuff and it'll it will filter jobs for you for USA Jobs just in case you didn't know that wasn't a final thought I just forgot to mention it later earlier. Um, next salsa. What do you know about salsa? I like Served at restaurants. You dip chips in it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, how do you normally eat salsa? Like you take a chip, chips, and, you, whoop, and whoop, put it in your mouth. So. You know how crazy that is to Mexican people? They don't do that? Salsa was originally... (laughs) I think... uh, (laughs) That's funny. I think she's upset. Yeah. I think she wants... Talking about salsa. She wants wants her 15 minutes. Um, But, so, salsas, like, in, in Mexico, in Mexican culture, so, like, the Incas were the first to do salsa right they, they were tomatoes and shit were first um uh, like recorded in like the 1500s by like uh conquistadors and shit that went over to mexico trying to colonize them blah 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 so like i saw something where like it it there's an analogy between like salsa and ranch dressing so mexicans you know who are now mexicans who were incas and, and shit like that they use salsa as a as like a condiment salsa historically has been a condiment for hundreds and hundreds of years and only recently been eaten with chips as a main ingredient so like a genuine mexican like sees us gringos eating chips and salsa as like we would see someone chugging some uh chugging like a bottle of ranch dressing like you know it's it's the same thing Ranch is ranch, blue cheese, Italian dressing. Those are condiments. Salsa technically is a condiment. 
So, so like, what you're saying is that salsa is 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 basically a ketchup for us, right? Yes, yes, and and it'd be like like imagine you walk into someone's that. house. They're like, "Do you want you want to like you want to squirt a ketchup in your mouth?" And you're like, "Why would I want to squirt a ketchup in your mouth?" We're like, I don't know. You eat our condiments, like with chips. Or do you want ketchup and chips? I just think it's weird that like we we just totally assimilated somebody's culture, and like just yeah, I'm gonna eat this. This is a condiment, but I'm just gonna eat it like a savage, you know, just you know. I guess I never thought of it like that. Yeah, you didn't because you're not brown. I mean, you're brown, but you're a different kind of brown. You know. <laughs> um, all right. Next I have um, – all right. So how long does a pregnancy usually last? Nine months. Like full term, roughly nine months? Yeah, average gestation is around nine months, right? Uh, but it's like usually broken down in a week, right? So if you yep. – if your wife is pregnant and they're eight months old, right, or the, the they've been growing a baby for eight months, that bi- okay. that baby in there is considered how old? Nine, like eight months, right? No, I have an eight month baby in my belly. No, no, why not? No, yeah, huh? Because they don't. No, when they're born, there's there's still zero, bro. So, like they have to wait a year to get no, their here's, birthday. Here's my question: If 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 a baby can be can be existing, so well, political views aside, if a baby is in a belly for nine months, that that thing exists and it's existed for nine months, right? But once it comes out of the girl's pee hole, it's now back to zero. Why come? Because birthdays are based on when you were born. Not how long you were in the womb. You know, birthdays are also kind of weird because, like, we celebrate the last time you touched your mother's vagina, which is also kind of weird. <laughs> Not all babies touch their mom, babies, uh, the mother's vagina. So. That's true. Okay. C-sections exist. You, you fucking got me there. You got me there. My bad. All right, next. What do you know? What do you know about the platypus? Not much. It's fun to say the name. Oh, piss. A lot of it is, yeah. isn't it? Flat, flat type bill. Yup. All right. So follow with me. Platypuses are an animal that produce eggs. So they lay eggs. It's the only mammal to lay eggs, right? Uh, they also produce milk out of the tits for their offspring, uh, which makes them technically a portable source of omelets. I mean, okay. <laughs> I can see that. So, I'm gonna start farming platypuses here soon. Yeah. Like, fuck chickens, fuck goats. I'm just gonna have a whole gang of platypuses, and I'm gonna teach them to steal. It's gonna be great, like a ferret. Um. All right. So, do you guys all remember 9/11? Yeah. Okay. So follow f- follow along. In November of 2000, Domino's moved their corporate headquarters to the 60th floor of World Trade Center number 2. Six months later, they leased the 60th floor of World Trade Center Center number 1. On September 2001, the Wall Street Journal predicted they would surpass Pizza Hut as the top pizza chain in the U.S. within 30 days. And then, 
the World Trade Centers got hit. AKA, nobody outpieces the hut. <laughs> that made me laugh longer than I thought. That's longer so, than it should have. So what you're saying is Pizza Hut is ultimately responsible for 9 11. I'm pretty sure Pizza Hut's a front for the Illuminati. Nobody outpieces the hut. <laughs> um, all right. Jetsons. All right. <clears throat> have you guys heard about the Jetson? The like anything about the Jetsons recently? Yeah, like he should be born soon. No, that that happened. Um, the Wikipedia page it's is July, changed. right? Yeah, it was July thirty first or twenty second or something. The Wikipedia page has changed; it's not there anymore. So, how old? Do you know how old George Jetson was supposed to be in the show? Not off the top of my head. In the show, according to Hanna Barbera. George Jetson was 40 years old, right? Okay. His wife is 33. Jane Jetson's 33. All right. So that's a seven, eight, seven year age gap, right? Do you know how old their oldest daughter was? No. She was 16. Okay. All right. So that means Jane Jetson was how old when Judy Jetson was born? Cool. You're going to make me math right now, aren't you? It's 17. Okay. So here's what's happening. A 17, well, give or take because, you know, pregnancies take nine months. And, you know, there's a six-month difference between ages for, well, like, uh, like when you're born versus the year. So let's say hopefully she was 17 and not 16 when she got pregnant. Uh, George Jetson was 24 years old when he impregnated a 16- or 17-year-old girl to give birth in the timeline of Judy Jetson. That's statutory rape. That is statutory rape. You believe that? The George Jets the Jetsons... Or based on statutory rape. That's wild. Doesn't I never it, thought of that. Doesn't that blow your mind a little? Like we're all watching this cartoon, a little, yeah. like, like George Jetson, like me, yeah. And they're like, yeah, he's like, like the Jetsons were dope. Yeah, he's like, yeah, I fly in a space shuttle and then I rape that girl. Like, you know, I think that's a little weird. But anyway, that's really all I had. So consider your mind blown. All right. Well, was that five? Uh, that's thought... all the time we have in this one. We'll see you guys in the next one. Huh? <laughs> was that, I, I didn't know that was five. I wasn't <laughs> counting. <laughs>